Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today's guest is Erin Fultz, and she's a strategist, coach, implementer, and the founder of Acorn Studio, a business coaching and marketing consultancy. Now, she's been here before, I think maybe about a month ago. It hasn't been that long ago, but I was so excited about the conversation that we had. We were talking about marketing with the end of mine, and she just had so much to share. I kept saying, okay, you've got to come back. So she graciously did come back. And a bit about Erin, she passionately believes that healthy, sustainable small businesses can change the world. I believe that as well. Corporations have their place, no question about it. But their small businesses are the ones that are out there every day doing what we can. And that's how big businesses started. Let's not forget that, Genesis. So she helps business owners figure out what the next right step is to move their business forward and implement simple frameworks that maximize revenue and productivity. Now, we're going to go back a little bit to marketing with the end of mind. The end in mind, because you do have to know what kind of business that you're building and how you're going to build it. And we're going to talk about a couple of books that she so graciously sent me as a gift. And I love books and I love gifts, but thereby, um, I guess he's a mentor of sorts with her. He's a marketing person. So Donald Miller will talk about those. And we're going to talk about sales funnel. And Aaron, if I've forgotten anything, let me know. That sounds like a, a gracious intro, Denise. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. I am as well, and thank you for the books. Listen, I am a voracious reader. I just actually built another or had another bookcase put into my office to handle the books that my, my authors, you know, my guests who are authors send me. And we had talked about this. We always, I always do an after call where a lot of the magic calls, like, well, that was fun, let's do it again, kind of thing. Yeah, and you yeah. you were talking about these books, and bless you, you sent them to me, and thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I'm, I'm a voracious reader, too. I, people sometimes, you know, you're in conversation, they're going, well, what do you enjoy doing? What are your hobby, hobbies? And I go, is reading business and marketing books, does that count as a hobby? Yeah. Because uh, sometimes yeah. that feels like, you know, if I have free time, that, that's probably where you'll find me. And I have a I have a reading chair that I sit in and read in often, and there is a stack of books. My kids make fun of me. They're like, Mom, how many books are you in the middle of reading? And I'll, you know, do a count and um, – so I'm right there along with you. Uh, always something to learn. I think that that's one of the things in life, if we can be lifelong learners, uh, I'm a big believer in that, and uh, reading is one of the ways that I do that. So glad to have a friend in that, <laughs> somebody who who enjoys that as well. Oh, listen, I have thousands of books, thousands. I have wall-to-wall bookcases in my garage that came from my former house. This house is open plan concept, so not many walls. And my ex-husband said, we're not taking those. Yeah, we are too. I got the book. Not really <laughs> I'm no longer married. But 
I've got books uh, everywhere. I have baskets of books. I have stacks of books. I have Kindle books. I'll read a cereal box if I eat cereal. I'll read anything. Same, same. I, I do a lot of copywriting uh, with my work, so I'm always reading packages and labels, cereal boxes, you know, all the things, looking for clever copy or well-written copy that's really clear, you know, it's uh, it's finding those things in the wild is is really fun. I'm a nerd though, so what can I say? Me too. <laughs> I'm a nerd in stilettos. I kid you not. You ought to see my closet. It looks like Nordstrom's stir up in there. It's embarrassing. Hey, well, let me know what size shoe you wear. I might come raid that closet one day. <laughs> anywhere between a seven and an eight. Oh, unfortunately, oh, my foot is too big for <laughs> your shoes. So. But oh, you know what? You can I put them it. on bookshelves and admire them. I've done that before. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, now I sound insane. There you go. I love it. So, okay, well, so let's marketing. Marketing. <laughs> yeah, before we get too, too far out and go up the deep end here. One of the books that you sent me is Marketing Made Simple. The other one is Building a yeah. Story Brand. And I know you talk a lot about story brand. In fact, you are a, a story brand expert, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm um, what's called a story brand certified guide. I've been uh, trained by story brand to implement that framework um, in the context of my client's marketing collateral. So. And that's important. Listen, I, as a web developer and as a digital marketer, Tinkerer, I guess is the best way to say it. I do a lot of social media for clients, and I see a lot of people who have said, well, I hired a virtual assistant or I hired a social media person, but there's no cohesiveness going on there. Nobody seems to know what the message is, how to get the message out, what the graphics should look like, what the brand – it's a mess. It's just a mess. Everybody's doing their best, but I don't think they have – I don't think they have it in mind where they're going with it. Do you see that? Yeah, I do all the time. And the the bulk of the businesses I work with tend to be small businesses. So, you know, they may um, maybe a solopreneur. Sometimes, often, they have a small team of people, but they they typically don't have a dedicated marketing department. They have somebody that's covering the marketing, but they're really wearing multiple hats. That that's just the way it goes in a small business, right? And so you yeah. get past a certain size. Yeah, everybody on your team is, um, you know, have, having to carry and, and juggle several things to, to keep the ship moving forward. And I think the mistake that I see all the time is um, I have I have clients and see businesses where they go, we need to hop into social, we need to, like, they're looking at the sort of shiny object syndrome, what is the latest marketing tactic, but they never actually take the time to set a really strong marketing foundation. And so they may be driving traffic to a website through social media, but the website itself is not optimized to capture leads or to make a sale. And so it really is this wasted, and this kind of picks up on our conversation that we had in, in our, our last conversation uh, back a, a month or two ago, but, um, you know, where people are wasting a ton of both time and money on marketing that's not getting a return. And part of that is because they've not slowed down long enough to go, okay, what's the goal here? What is the business I'm building? Um, and then let me develop a marketing plan um, that will serve that, goal. Instead, 
it's easy, especially in the, you know, our age of Google and so much information, it's sort of a double-edged sword because we can go, oh, well, look at what so-and-so is doing and look what this business is doing. And, oh, if they're implementing video over here, I should probably jump in and do that. But all these, these sort of disconnected parts get pulled, pulled out and, and people uh, do them as it relates to their marketing but there's no, again, cohesive plan, and it doesn't serve a, um, a larger strategy or, um, or plan to grow the, the business that they're trying to grow. And so um, I often, when I'm sitting down and, and talking to clients, we start with, okay, what, what's the business you're trying to build here? Where are you currently? Where are you, are you hoping to go from here? Um, and that's going to really inform what your marketing plan needs to look like. Because if you're say, hey, I really, I want to keep a fairly small and lean team. I'm not looking to scale and grow to this, you know, enormous um, operation. Well, the way that you need to treat your marketing and, and what you're doing is going to look different than somebody who they need systems in place to really scale a much larger operation. Um, and so if you don't start there and you just start with the, the random tactics with no strategy, um, it, it's problematic. It is. And I see this happen as well, and I know you do. They'll say, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to bring Maybell in from oh, the accounting department. She, she knows a little bit about social media. And all of a sudden you have different <laughs> – it happens. I'm not joking. And – all of a sudden, you've got different voices popping up. You're not congruent. You're not keeping in, you know, you, you're trying to market. You're trying to create a brand. You're trying to create a culture. But all of a sudden, Maybell, you know, she talks differently than the rest of us. Her ideas are great. But what she's sharing is like, we'll have your audience going, who the hell is that? They will ask. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing really that um, – start with when you're trying to figure out your marketing, you always start with, okay, what, what's, what is my goal with this? What's the business I'm trying to build? What does that look like? What does that look like in terms of number of customers, clients? What does it look like in terms of sales goals? What does it look like in terms of, okay, I'm, I'm trying to scale to this point, you know, whatever that point is. It's going to look different for everybody. Um, once you get clear on that, then you back up and go, okay, we need to start with a really clear brand message. And I think we talked about this some on our, our last conversation, in our last conversation, but um, you need to have a consistent way that you talk about what you do as a company and what you offer that everybody on your team, no matter whether it's Maybell in accounting or it's, you know, the person that is handling your social media account, whether it's the receptionist at the front desk, whether it's the person answering email leads that come through your website, whatever it is, everybody on your team needs to have a clear and consistent way to talk about what you offer and what you do so that no matter who has interaction with your potential customers or your customers, um, they feel like they're talking to people who are all on the same page because they are all on the same page. When you have clarity of message that is clearly communicated in the entirety of the company, regardless of whether somebody is forward-facing or not. Um, 
and I could go down a whole rabbit trail in terms of, you know, why that there's the obvious reasons that's important, right, from a marketing perspective, especially the people that are putting the words on your website, the social media posts that are going out, the emails that are being sent out, marketing emails to customers, the ads that you're placing in whatever, you know, wherever you're, you're running ads, there needs to be consistency there. And the people who are not doing that kind of work, and it's Maybell and Accounting or, you know, whoever, um, they're having conversations uh, we're with going to get, who are asking. We're going to get emails, I can tell right now. We both live in the South. I can get by with this, but we're going to get emails. <laughs> what, about Maybell and Accounting? About Maybell. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maybell. <laughs> she probably exists. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um so even whoever, you know, the person who's not your forward-facing, you know, customer interactive uh, p- person on your team, they're having conversations with their friends and family about their work. Are they in those conversations clearly articulating what you do, what you offer, how you make your customers' lives better in a way that um, they become kind of on the ground unofficial salespeople um, for your company? And so that's what – can happen if you have a clear message that your entire team is on board with and, and knows. Um, and it's just as important for, you know, internal use as it is for your external marketing efforts. And that is true. And I know people are saying, well, I thought we were going to talk about sales funnels. We are. This is the sales funnel. I mean, there is a tech yeah. issue yeah. with sales funnels. There's ways to do it. There's tools you can use. But basically, to, to simplify it, when you have a product or a service and you want to bring people to that product or service, you've got to have a funnel. And everything that you just talked about is part of that. So let's talk a bit about that so people understand. It's like, yeah, we're not talking about, oh, you have to go to you know, this tool or this tool or this tool. You're going to have to go to those tools eventually. But this is how you get to that point. Yeah, so, so definitely tools is a separate conversation because, that's again, that's going to look different for everybody depending on mm-hmm. what you're trying to accomplish and the format that, that the elements of your sales funnel take. But ultimately, a sales funnel um, is this. And I'm pulling this straight out of the book, Marketing Made Simple, that I sent you, <laughs> that, that you have, Denise. But um, these are the um, – five parts of a sales funnel that you need. Um, and this is straight out of Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller and um, JJ, Dr. J.J. Peterson, um, and is what StoryBrand kind of teaches. But the very first thing is you need uh, what they call a one-liner. Your, your audience, you're going to think of it, uh, a elevator pitch is, you know, the closest, um, the closest uh, uh, correlation to that of, of what you, you probably are familiar with. But all that is is a really clear and simple answer to the question, what do you do or what do you offer as a company? Um, and it needs to do three things. It needs to um, uh, present the problem that, that your customers, your ideal customers are up against. It presents what you offer as the solution, and then it paints a picture of the result they can experience if they choose to buy your product or service. Um, so that, that's what a one-liner is. It's just a really clear, concise way to answer the question, what do you do? So um, it's clear to your customers, it's clear to your team, everybody's on the same page. So that's the starting place because what that does is, is if, it, if that one-liner is clear, if that you know, one-liner elevator pitch is really clear, it piques curiosity and it has um, 
the person hearing or reading that going, ah, I think they might be able to solve the problem for me. And it has them move from curiosity into going, hey, I really want to learn more, which is, is the goal. Is any piece of marketing collateral, the whole goal is just to get the, the prospect to the next thing that you want them to do to move the relationship forward. Um, so once you have a, a really clear answer to the, the what do you do question, the next thing you need is you need a website that is incredibly clear, again, on what you do and how you make your customer's life better, but it also needs to be designed and built in order to convert um, convert that lead. Now, the conversion is going to look different depending on the kind of company you have. So if you sell products that can, you know, somebody can purchase, you have an e-commerce store, somebody can purchase online, um, and they can, you know, buy the thing and have it shipped to them, well, then that, what your website needs to be set up in such a way that it's very clear and makes it very easy to get somebody from landing on your website, being really clear about the product you sell, really clear of why, why they should purchase it and how it's going to make their life better, and they know exactly how to get it. There's a buy now button, they go to buy now, they shop through your catalog of products, they purchase, you know, enter their credit card information, shipping address, and you're off to the races, right? And so, you, or if you have a service-based business, um, which you and I do, Denise, so, you know, for us, that looks more like, hey, you need, a, you need to hop on a call. I need to, you know, schedule a call consultation so we can get a sense of what the needs of our clients are and how we can help them. And so it really is more conversational. So they're not buying anything initially. It's, it's really just let's take the next step to move forward to hop on a call. But in order for them to be, you know, willing to and want, want to schedule that call and to, to talk with us about potentially working together, we need to be really clear on our website about, okay, here's what we offer. Here's how it can make your life better. Here's the result I can help you achieve. Now, here, schedule a call if, if you want to move forward in that. So we need a website that's built to convert. So many websites are unclear. Um, we don't know what people offer, and it's such a kind of a jumbled mess of information that uh, it is not designed to, to move somebody forward toward the sale and to take that next step. So that's the next piece is you need a, a really uh, a clear website that moves somebody toward the sale. Then the other pieces are um, a lead generator, and we, we most often see this as like a, maybe a PDF download. It's something in exchange for their email address. So if, they land, if somebody lands on, on your website and they go, I'm not quite ready to schedule a call, I'm not quite ready to buy now, um, we want to have another way for that, that um, prospect to engage with our company, our brand, um, to, to offer values to them, but to also get their, their contact information so that we can continue to nurture that relationship. And so having a lead generator, and this could look like a hundred things. It could look like a PDF download that is um, with some, some sort of value add like education. It could be a checklist. It could be an assessment of some sort. Um, it could look like a lot of things. It could be a quiz that somebody takes. It could be a, a video or a short video series that's teaching um, something if you are, are in a space where education is a, is a large part of what you do. It could look like a lot of things. If you're e-commerce, it could be as simple as free shipping code, you know, on your next order or 20% off. Or, you know, we've all seen those things, but we all you have to get get that thing after you've given an email address. And so that's your lead generator. Now, once you have the lead generator, 
and that's called a, a transitional call to action on your website is how you would present that, but that's a way to add value and engage, give a, a, a prospect a way to engage with your company before they're ready to do business, um, but you get their contact information, email address being the main thing there, and then you put them into your email service provider system, and then you can drip out automated emails, and so you can have a sales sequence, which is the um, fourth part of, of that sales funnel is, a, is an automated sales sequence that um, overcomes objections. It, it um, reminds people of the problem you solve. It positions the product or service that you offer um, in a way that you show, hey, this is, this is how I can help you. Uh, this is how I can help you get what you want and what you're looking for um, as it relates to your service. And so that email sales funnel, or uh, yes, email sales funnel can, can be working in the background all the time to, um, to kind of nurture somebody um, toward a sale. Um, and, and the brilliant thing about this is regardless of whether you're a one-person operation or you are, have a huge team of people, having something like this that is consistently working for you um, can help, um, one, leverage your time and you know, scale, um, scale your, the, your lead nurturing in such a way that it doesn't require you to get on a call or to do one-to-one -one reach out for that. Um, but you can create it once and it can be running all the time in the background. And then the fifth piece of that sales funnel is nurture emails. And this is just showing up in your customer or, or um, prospects email inbox with regularity. It could look like once a week. It look, could look like twice a month. It could look like could look like once a month. I usually recommend twice a month um, at minimum, but um, it's going to depend on the kind of business you run as to what that should look like. But to continually pro provide value for your customers or prospects, just to remind them that you exist so when they are ready to buy and their, their pain point is enough that they're going, oh, I really need to solve this problem and I've, I've got to do it now, um, your company is the person that they're comes to mind because you've been showing yeah. up in the inbox with regularity. So those are the five pieces of the sales funnel, um, and those can look a little bit different depending on your on your company. But that's that's the place to start is to build that before you start getting into driving a lot of traffic um, to to your website with social media and ads and other things. Right, and that takes me back to social media because we were talking earlier about making sure that your message is congruent, that it's across the board consistent all the time. And one of the things that you can do in your email funnel is make sure that people have access to, do you have a group? Do you have a Facebook page? Where are you on LinkedIn? And they can still pick up your messaging when they're out on social media without having to be in a newsletter. So you, you can tag them or tap them a lot of different ways, but make sure, this is so important, make sure that your message is congruent with what you need, what you can bring to them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So if, if, you, if they're on your email list and you're sending them regular emails or they are engaging with you on social media, you absolutely, your message needs to be clear. It should be really clear in the mind of your customer the problem you solve. Um, that way you fit in their mind. You fit in a really specific category of like, if I need help with X, this is the company that can help me. If I need to solve this problem, the, this is the, the obvious solution um, to that because you've been so clear in, in your 
consistent messaging, no matter what platform uh, they're experiencing it on. I will say too, Denise, you know, we're, we're having this call about a week, I think, after the um, Facebook Instagram outage that happened okay. last week, um, one day, the great outage of 2021 or, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, a lot of folks were scrambling, right? If you are, if the, the bulk of how you are getting the word out about your business and engaging with your customers is on social media and you did not have an email list, um, you are probably scrambling and panicking a bit um, because you had no control and here these platforms are, are down for several hours. Um, some of your listeners may have, they've lost business as a result of it. Their sales, you know, plummeted for, for a, a bit and that day is kind of a, a, a red day in, you know, on the balance sheet in terms of sales because those, those systems were down. One of the benefits of having an email list is you own that. You, it's not dependent on somebody else's platform. And so if you have an email list that you can engage with regular, regularity, it doesn't matter what those systems go down because you can still show up in those people's inboxes. So one of the ways to think about social media, and this is where having a lead generator is so helpful that gets people on your email list, is you can leverage social media to point people to your lead generator to ultimately go from how can you attract them on social media to become your followers, but then the ultimate goal is not to just stay there, to then get them from your, being your social media follower and engaging with you on that platform to opting in and getting on your email list through whatever lead generator you have. And so that's the best use of social media for you know, 99% of the businesses is, you know, use social to push people to your lead generator so you ultimately can capture that information, their contact information. You can continue to engage them and are not dependent solely on those social platforms in order to, to access the people who care about your company. Well said. And listen, last week, whenever this happened, I was out there preaching. I should have got myself a little sign and walked the neighborhood. <laughs> Get your own website. If you don't have a website, you better be rethinking that right now. It's your real estate. Yeah. You yeah. own it, especially if you do something like WordPress with your own new you hosting. Don't go to WordPress.com. You don't own that. But find a platform yeah. that you yeah. do own, and you're in charge of it. Facebook can't take it down. Twitter can't take it down. They can't mess with you. That's right. So get a website. Yeah, preach. I'm And it's great because I'm a web preach. developer. <laughs> I've always said you need your own real estate. It's that easy. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you are serious about growing a business, that it's it's not even an option. Like it is a absolutely must have. Now, if you're still doing kind of a side gig, trying to decide if you want to take something full time, it does not mean that the minute you file an LLC, you need to go get a website necessarily. Yeah. What it does mean that is if, if you are, if you really want to be serious about growing the thing you're growing, having a website is, is, um, it's not optional. It, it's a requirement um, in the, in the world that we live in. It really is. And I will tell people, you know, get your own name if you can. You know, a lot of us are branding as ourselves. I have done so for years. Get your own name, and if you don't plan on using it for anything, keep it safe from predators. There's a lot of icky people yeah. out there. Come yeah. on, you know there are. So, you know, do what you can. Even if you put up what I call a um, 
you know, business card site. It's just kind of a site where people can find you, put your social media icons yep. on yep. it. You know, it doesn't have to be much, but let Google, Google find you, let the search engines find you. Build it as you need it, but get a website. Get your own name, get your business name. It's not going to cost you, but what is it, Aaron, $18? annually for a GoDaddy yeah. name, yeah. it's not expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Just go do it. When we hang up, go do what we tell you to do and nobody gets hurt. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. yeah. A- a- yeah, absolutely. Um, ha- having a website is no-brainer. And, yeah, if you're not quite ready to start the site yet, go grab a domain name. Um, I, uh, I'm i a bit of a domain name collector. <laughs> I'm all kind of, kind of a hog. Domain name. Domain name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. So go grab the domain before somebody else somebody else gets it. But um, grab that, especially your name, if you can get it, and your, of course, your business name. And then even if you just hang on to it for a little bit before you get a site up, um, yes, that is the way to do. It's still yours. Okay, so we've been talking about marketing with the end of my in mind. And listen, I didn't. I started my business because I'll tell you why I started it. I don't work well with others. I play with scissors. I, you know, I don't get coffee for you. I don't want to be in an office with you. I am a highly committed introvert. No talking. Everybody leave me alone. So when I got my computer science degree, the first thing I did was start a business. Nobody taught me anything. I had to do it on my own. And that leads me to my next question because I'm still, this was in 2001, y'all, when I started this business. I'm still unraveling some of the garbage that I put out back in the day. So let's talk about <laughs> cleaning up your boo-boos. I mean, they, they may not have been a boo-boo at the time, but they're still out there to kind of haunt you if you don't go get them cleaned up. Yeah, you mean like online things that are they're out there? Is out that there. what you're referring to mostly? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we will change our business trajectory, trajectory, I can't even, you know what I mean. (laughs) Trajectory, That's it, that's it. We will change that and all of a sudden I'm no longer a virtual assistant, I'm something else. And I'm no longer doing this, I'm doing something. And people will find you 20 years down the road and say, hey, I need a virtual assistant. Oh, God, where did you find that? I need to go kill it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it's, it is wise to at least annually go do an audit of what, what's out there online in the world and what needs to be cleaned up. Are there, are there random profiles on a, in your example, like virtual assistant directory of some sort somewhere that you've totally forgotten about that needs to, you need to go um, delete and take down? Um, that's something just to do with, you know, some regularity once a year, go and find those things um and it'd be really smart you know at this point it's for you and for me too like we've been in business too long too long at this point to go well it might be a little late but you know if you had a spreadsheet of some kind where you're like okay what are all the direct directory listings what are all you know where are all the places that i have sort of a profile for your business and what you're doing online so when when things do change or if they change you can go you know access those update delete as necessary um so if somebody's listening in your on the early days of just getting started it would be really smart to spreadsheet or something like that just so you um don't forget um 
I significantly changed the trajectory of my business um, several years ago, and um, there are still things that I am cleaning up. You know, it's just part of the process. But but you know, not ignoring it and going and finding those things. I, I had something. Someone kind of recently got a request for something, and I was like, I wonder where they found that. Like, I wonder where that is online still. And you know, have to do a little digging to find it. And go remove it or whatever that, you know, is not accurate anymore. But um, right. um, that's part and of it. No it's longer keep, keeping a clean, clean Exactly. And it's no longer part of your current marketing. So, you know, cleaning up and making sure that whatever it was that you were doing as a business owner 10 years ago, Maybe you're doing part of it. Maybe you're not doing any of it. Maybe you've just said, heck with it. I'm going, I'm going to go reinvent myself. Whatever it is, it's not part of who you are now, and you do need to just go, hmm, okay, well, let me get that cleaned up. And if I can't remove it, at least I can maybe edit it to be more congruent yeah, with what yeah. I'm doing now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it, it is. It's important um, wherever somebody can find us online as, as companies it needs to uh, be consistent going back to the very first thing we talked about in this conversation is having a clear and consistent message and if somebody encounters your company in multiple places and every time they encounter it they're like oh is this the same company they have the same name but I'm not totally sure if they're the same that, that's problematic and and we we need to to make sure that those those things are clear. And it's easy to forget about that, you know, just in the pace of day-to-day business and the things that you're working on. Um, just set, set aside some time every year to, to go, I need to circle back on some of those things and just make sure everything's updated. I mean, as we're having this conversation, I'm going, yeah, I, have, I know I have several places that, that I need to go make, make some adjustments and make some updates. Um, that that I need to do the same thing. So if this is a reminder to me just as, as much as it is, you know, to those listening. Well, end of year is always a good time for me. This is about the time of year that I'm going, hmm, because I'm looking forward to the next year. I'm looking, you know, what is my narrative story going to be? What is, you know, do I need to change anything? Do I need to update something? Do I need to clean up this, that, and the other? And this is a good time of year to go, hmm, you know, it's not, I don't think, the yeah. New Year's in yeah. the beginning by any stretch of the imagination. And especially with 2020 and 21, we're <laughs> just basically whooshing sounds. I don't know what the heck those two years have been. <laughs> like a toilet flushing almost. <laughs> it's just been a little yeah. bit insane. But I guess you need to kind of start, especially if you're starting now, Start as you mean to go on, which takes me back to, you know, marketing with the end in mind. Do you have any examples that you can give us that, you know, but, and let's go with, you know, people who are like, I want to do this. I need to do this. I don't, I mean, I have a job. My restaurant is closing. There's so many things going on. Where would you tell them other than get that funnel, you know, get that marketing in mind? Do you have any examples that you can tell people, okay, step one, step two, step three, read these books. Where do you want them to go? Yeah, great question. So I would say um, a great book to start with would be the Marketing Made Simple book that we referenced earlier, and that really walks you through how, how to build a sales funnel. It does talk a bit about how to develop a really clear brand message. If you really want to dive into the brand message development part, like what are the 
words that you're using to, to talk about what you do in your marketing, then you could read uh, marketing made simple first, then you could go back to building a story brand, which is the messaging framework kind of filter that walks you step by step through a seven part process to develop a really clear brand message. And so the story brand framework is fantastic for that. So marketing made simple, and then Building a Story Brand, those are two fantastic books. Um, there are also some online courses that are available that take you through the same process. I will put links to all of this, too. If you go to theacornteam.com forward slash partner, um, I'll, I'll put all these resources for your listeners, Denise, kind of all in one place so they can just click out on links um, and find it all. It is really easy. But those would be the first two places I would start. And um, it's actually going to, I mean, reading the books you can do it easily in a weekend, but um, implementing can take several months. It's not something oh, that yeah. you just, ha- you know, you can do it in a week. Like, that, that's a process. Um, especially if you're doing it yourself or internally. Um, if you hire somebody to work with you, like this is what I do is help people implement these things, mostly on the messaging and the writing content creation. And then I work with folks like you, Denise, to do the actual development on the websites and so forth. But um, the tech side of things, but that is where I would start um, is if you are going, I know I need to get my marketing in order. I kind of feel like I've been flying by the seat of my pants, like, you know, random acts of marketing, but none of it feels cohesive. I'm not really sure if we're getting a return. Random acts of marketing. Random Random acts of marketing. That's brilliant. I heard that from someone, and I don't remember who, but I'm like, oh, that's perfect, because that describes so many small businesses marketing, you know, um, is it just feels like I'm going to do this here and this here, but it, it has no cohesive. So the, part of the reason I recommend that Marketing Made Simple and, and doing the sales funnel is because it sets you up with a really fantastic marketing foundation And then once you get those things in place, then you go, okay, now what what are the ongoing marketing activities? It could be social media. It could be, you know, email marketing. It could be running ads and things. But once you have the foundation in place, all those other things are intended to engage your audience and drive traffic back to your website. And so if your website is set up to browsers and to buyers and to capture leads for the people who are not ready to buy yet – you really have set yourself up in a way that um, it, it gives you a sustainable process for your marketing um, that will serve you. It, it works while you sleep. That's kind of the other thing is like, you know, it, it works in the background really well. And so it doesn't matter if you are a solopreneur. I mean, I have done this for, you know, I've helped businesses as small as like a single operation, landscape designer, a single um, you know, guy running a landscape, he's a landscape architect who, who has implemented this. Since we've worked together, he's had to hire uh, four additional team members. Like, he's really grown, but we started with that foundation. He'd been in business for a long time and was wanting to figure out, how do I grow? We started with that, and about a year later, I mean, he now has four team members that he's added, and he is off to the races because he had, he set the foundation um, up. Right. And so, um, so whether you're really small and going, oh, I want to figure out how to grow to the next level, or whether you have a, a great um, 
uh, you're growing a great business and your business is really healthy and doing well and you're going, oh, I really want to figure out how to optimize my marketing. I want to figure out how to get more bang for my buck in terms of, you know, in, in time, um, having a sales funnel, it will do it because it will, it sets again the foundation to, um, to really be able to scale and grow because you have this marketing engine that's kind of working in the background. Um, and then you can sort of turn the faucet on and off as you want to, you know, depending how, how sales and leads are coming in and what you can, what you can service depending on the kind of business that you, that you're running, whether it's service-based or if you're just selling products, you know, there's kind of two different scenarios there um, in terms of um, just be, being able to, to service the leads that are coming in. Do you have capacity for it? All, all of those things. And I'm so glad you mentioned marketing engine. Listen, I've had so many people years ago, they don't do it anymore because people are a little bit more educated about what marketing really is. I mean, the attitude used to be, oh, if I build a site, people are going to find it. Nope. Absolutely nope. not. Nope. nope. <laughs> Ain't going to happen, hun, as we say it in the deep south. But the thing is, if you have to, and I tell people this all the time, you need to sit back a little bit and envision your your website, not as, it, not as it's working now, but you need to walk into your own business and walk through it and see what's working. You have to do it in your head. You're going to have to do it on paper. You may have to, you know, talk to yourself in the shower. I do that a lot with bathtub crayons. Some of my best ideas come in yeah. there. <laughs> Seriously. But you're going I love to it. have to. You ought to see, when I get out of the shower, I have to take a picture of the walls because I've got, oh, 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 oh I've got to write that down. That's <laughs> crazy. That's awesome. And I never could remember these brilliant ideas by the time I dried off. It was just like, well, what the heck? So anyway, bathtub crayons, buy them. <laughs> Thank me later. There but you It's <laughs> the thing. If you will take the time and the energy and the focus, and I wanted to talk with you about focus too, to really envision it, you know, kind of like when you walk into, I don't know, Nordstrom's, you're looking for that customer experience, not the customer service. Those are two different things. You want that experience. What is that experience going to be? Is somebody going to greet you? Are they going to, I don't have been in a Nordstrom's forever. I do everything online, but they treat you very well. And they make sure that the minute you get in there, you find, they find out what you need and they take you to it. Your website needs to do the same, am I right? Yes, absolutely. We need to make it easy for people to do business with us at the end of the day. And so in your example with Nordstrom's, like they're making it easy for you to do business with them. They, they greet you. They're providing value immediately. Um, now, not everybody may like that shopping experience, right? Not everybody wants to be greeted at the door. Some people want to go in and kind of be, um, you know, incognito, go find what they need and get out. It, in which case you may not want to shop at somewhere like Nordstrom's, but um, we need to make it super easy. One, we need to provide value. Um, we need to do the heavy lifting and the work on behalf of our customers. And what I mean by that is when we do the work of developing a clear message, because it takes work to do that, we are doing that on behalf of and out of care of our customers and clients. So we go, if you believe in the product and service that you're offering, if you think that I'm gonna, I think hopefully it's a safe assumption that anybody who's listening to this, you care about your customers. You are in business to help people 
and helping people may look um, it's going to look different depending on what you offer, but you are you are there to serve ultimately um, and make a great living. But but you want to provide a great a great customer experience for for your customers and your clients. We need to do as companies the heavy lifting of developing the clear message so our clients customers don't have to burn a ton of calories to figure out what in the world we offer and how we can make their lives better. So if we can do that work for them and then translate that in clearly onto, say, a website, um, so when they get there, they're like, oh, this is clear, this is easy, I know exactly where I need to go if I want to move forward. I'm not having to hunt down, okay, so what, I don't even know how to do business with these people. I think I want what they want, but, or what they offer, but I don't even see how to schedule a call or buy, or, you know, those are some of the mistakes that happen in the context of, say, a website. But if we make it incredibly easy, it builds trust with our potential customers. Um, it serves them really well, and then those are the things um, that create a great client experience that in turn take those clients and turn them into raving fans. Exactly. And I, I want to ask you this because there's a lot of chat about video. I don't care for video. I don't watch TV. I rarely watch a movie because I fall asleep and drool. I read. Give me a book. I'm happy. But videos bother me. Unless they are quick to the point and solve a problem, I'm not going to watch them. I don't think I'm alone in that, but video is a big, big thing. There seems to be a push now, instead of using that, that one-line magic sentence that lets people know who you are, what you do, how you help them, what you're bringing to their particular table, a lot of websites I'm seeing are plunking a big old video. I'm out. I am not going to watch a video. If you can't tell me in words what you need me to know, I'm gone. What do you think? I mean, I get why a lot of people do it, and I understand their reasoning. I'm just not going to stick around for it. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, it's kind of like the, the Nordstrom buyer's example. Not everybody wants that experience, right? Like, um, and so how, how do we meet our customers, you know, where they are um, so that they, um, you know, it is a great experience. So video is not going away. Um, I think no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll continue to see an increase in video. I think where we need to be um, – what we need to be aware of when it comes to video is not everybody's going to watch the video. So you do have to still clearly communicate in words that can be read on the site. So your video, the purpose of the video is really more to put a voice and a face behind your brand. And if that is serves people, it, you know, they'll, they'll watch it. But if not, you still need to clearly communicate without video. Um, now, there's other ways to use video, even in, in your um, kind of customer experience. Like I use uh, video, I don't use video on my website currently, but I use it for uh, client communication using like a Loom video, if you're familiar with Loom, but it's an easy mm -hmm. way to embed to the emails. And so it's a way to have a personalized experience where it's not just written um, 
you know, written word. It's this combination of written word and then say when somebody schedules a call with me, like you're going to get the confirmation like, hey, I'm, I'm excited to meet with you, but you're also going to see a video of me because we've not met yet um, talking you through what to expect on, on a call. Um, that way there is this sense of like, okay, we've had some kind of what feels like a personal interaction, you know, using video. So there's video can be really great and being aware that not everybody's going to watch video, um, so you need to make sure that you're still communicating clearly through written word um, and, you know, text on your site is, is really important. And make sure that the video is in service to the client and not in service of you as a brand. Because if all the video is doing is talking about how great you are, nobody cares. Like, nobody's going to watch it. No kidding. Um, or if they watch it, they're not going to make it through all the way or they're going to feel like they've wasted their time. So. Being, making sure that you're really clear that whatever the, vi the video is you're putting out there, it, it is in service to your customer, it's not in service to you, uh, that's a great question to ask before you go produce that video. And, you know, I see videos and I don't have any problem with them unless they're the only thing there. They're making it the primary communication and I don't like that. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of it's a question of your brand. You know, if you are, you know, certain types of brands that could actually make sense. And if so, then they're, you know, you wouldn't be their ideal client, right? You know, so you've got to know who your ideal customer is. And if you want to be accessible to, you know, an appeal to a wide, you know, range of folks, or you go, hey, I know exactly who I'm talking to, and I know that they're, um, you know, they like video. The stats show it. Like this you know, especially if you're in an age demographic or something like that is who your your product service uh, serves. Um, there could be a case for that, but just to generally across the board do that with no, you know, video only, um, you're, you're probably missing out. You know, you're missing some people right. uh, because, of that. because of that. And that leads me back to what we were talking about. You know, know who your audience is, know what problem you're solving, and don't just put stuff up there because it's a shiny object. Just you know, figure out who it is that you're you're helping, who you're serving, and what it is that they actually want from you. That takes a bit of time, and it probably takes an expert. So, hire Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you a plug here. There you go. Hire Aaron. Thanks, Denise. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, here's the deal: is that um, it it does take time. And when you are so close to what you do and what you offer, it can be really hard to develop a clear message and be clear on those things because you're in the weeds. It's kind of like being inside a bottle and trying to read the label on the outside. It feels it's pretty much impossible. Like it can feel really impossible. So having an outside perspective can, can bring a ton of value to help you see and connect dots between things that you just can't see because you are in the thick of it every day. Um, so there, if you're struggling with that and you go, oh, we've tried this and it's not worked or, you know, um, fi find something, whether, whether it's me, like I, I would be happy to talk to you or whether it's somebody else that, um, can help you really walk through and, and develop that clear message and get really clear on the people you're talking, talking to. I gave you the example earlier of the, the landscape architect that I worked with and, you know, he had, he had customers coming in, but before we worked together, but he'd been in business for a while, but a lot of the people that were calling him were calling for much smaller jobs and they just didn't, it, it, he was attracting the wrong 
clientele. And so when we dialed in his brand message and got it really clear and got it targeted to the types of clients he wanted to work with, um, I got a call from him a few weeks ago, and he was like, Erin, since we have worked together, and it's been a little while, it's been probably a year, um, he said, almost everybody who calls me now is a perfect fit client. And so talk about a win, and that's what's allowed him to grow his business and all these things. It's not so much that he needed a ton more traffic, it's that he needed the right people to be calling. And so that can be hard to see. He just couldn't see in the process of what he had been putting out there. He couldn't see some of the ways that he was communicating that were it was attracting the wrong people. Um, and he just couldn't see it because he was so close to it. And so when we worked together with help, help him do that and help him communicate more clearly to the right people. Um, so that could be a scenario some of your listeners are in. It's like, I actually have traffic. It's just it's not my ideal people. Like I keep getting these clients and customers that I don't love working with. Well, you probably have a messaging problem. Um, if, if that is, well, you do have a messaging problem if that is the scenario. And so working with somebody that can help you see that clearly um, can make an enormous difference um, in, in the effectiveness of your marketing and your sanity for that matter. Like you were working with people you enjoy. Oh, I agree with you. And that leads me to how, you know, now that you've kind of figured out, okay, it's not working. I'm attracting the wrong people. You know, I'm attracting $5 clients rather than $500 clients an hour. You know, I'm. what am I doing wrong here? So what do you focus on next? Once you've dis- determined that, okay, you've got to change up your marketing and you do it and you do a good job with it, what should you focus on next to grow your small business? Yeah, so once you've gotten your, you've adjusted your your marketing message so it's really clear, you've applied it to your website, you've built out that sales funnel, the next place is the thing is to go, okay, where are your ideal customers, clients, where are they? You know, if you are a, say, a locally based business, you serve a region or a local area, and you um, know that your particular client, if you're a B2B client that, um, you know, you work with other local professionals or something like that, what are the networking groups that those people are a part of that you can go begin building relationship with them? That would be one way. Um, If you serve uh, customers, clients that are not regionally based, um, I mean, you could go get on a podcast, like go guest on a podcast that speaks to those ideal customers and then be able to send them back to your website to a lead generator to get into your sales funnel um, to begin nurturing those relationships. Then, of course, I mean, there's the obvious, like you can be active on social media or, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, depending on just pick the platform where your ideal clients are. Um, If you're B2C, they're probably on Instagram or or Facebook. If you're B2B, it's very possible they're on LinkedIn, and that's where you need to spend your time. You don't even need to mess with, you know, Instagram or or Facebook in terms of social media. But um, it's really getting clear of, you know, where are the, the right people? I've been working with a um, guy who is launching an insurance agency, and we've been in the middle of this conversation of like, okay, where are your ideal people? And there's the, the end consumer, but there's also these gatekeepers, mortgage brokers, um, folks that they are, you know, one step ahead of the, the kind of customer journey process that his ideal clients are going are on, they're going to um, get to the mortgage broker to close on their, you know, loan before they get to the insurance guy. And so if he can develop relationships with the mortgage broker um, 
and become he becomes a referral partner, you know, that's another way to think through it. It's like, okay, what are they doing right before they get to working with you? Um, how can you develop relationships with, with those businesses or those people? Um, there's a lot of ways to think through it, and it's going to vary, again, depending on your business, but um, finding where your people hanging out and getting in front of them and, and being willing to be specific about who your people are, like who are your ideal customers and clients, because if you're trying to speak to everybody, you're speaking to no one. And so getting really clear about who those people are and being willing to say, like, I am, these are the people I'm trying to attract. I'm not trying to attract this group of people. Um, and make sure that your, your marketing message and your efforts in terms of where you're showing up are in alignment with, with um, those targets. Exactly. And once you start really looking at who you are, what you bring, how you assist people, how you help people, how you solve their pain, pain points, the marketing does become, I, I'm not going to say easy because if you're not used to marketing or don't really know much about it, grab these books. They will be very, very helpful for you. But once you sit down with this idea that your website is a marketing engine, and you've got to constantly put gas in that engine to do whatever it is you need to make sure that it's working properly. Then, and I have found this time and time again, believe it or not, whoever's hearing us going, we don't know how to do this. This sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But the thing is, once you get a grasp on it, all of a sudden your creativity picks up and you've got the bathtub crayon issue going on. Get those crayons because you've got stuff to write in the shower because all of a sudden your brain is going, oh, I've got an idea. Oh, I think that'll work. And you don't lose that idea. And then you can go put it into your marketing document, if you will, and see if it works now. Will it work later? Was it just a bad idea? But constantly, you know, once you once you're on that road and you're focusing, all of a sudden things are going to come to you. You have no idea where they're coming from. They're a gift. Accept them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the ways to think to just as kind of a like maybe final note to, you know, how to think about this is build your website out in your, in your sales funnel. And you mentioned this earlier, just because you build your website, just because you build your th these things doesn't mean automatically overnight you have this influx of traffic and, and leads coming into your email inbox or sales coming through. That's the foundation. Like that's like building your house, like build the strong foundation, build the house, but then you have to invite people to your house. And so mm -hmm. the inviting and getting the traffic there, those are your, your outbound, that's your social media um, activity. Those are ads that are being run. That is your networking. You know, those are the things, that, the relationship building, the, the, the search engine optimization. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it, whether it's kind of an automated or whether it's a, you know, it actually takes your, your time and energy to do it, um, but to get the traffic to your house um, and then to invite people in. Um, through through a, a really clear website that's getting both making sales and capturing and capturing leads that you can nurture if they're not quite ready to buy. Well said. Listen, we've got about two minutes left. Is there anything else that you need for our audience to know? Yeah, I would just say um, head over to the T H E Acorn Team T E A M dot com forward slash partner, and I will have links to the books that Denise and I talked about. I'll have links to um, a downloadable that you, um, that the things that you need to include on your website. If you've heard this conversation and you go, 
I'm pretty sure my website is a mess. I need help. Um, I have a, 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 um, a download PDF that you can download that gives you like, hey, here are the things that you need to make sure you're including um, so that it is clear, your website's clear, and it's built to convert browsers into buyers. And a lot of them are, are really simple changes that you can make um, to do that pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so theacornteam.com forward slash partner um, would love for you to grab those resources there. And uh, yeah, Denise, this has been fun. I, I really enjoy our conversations. Thank you for having me here. Oh, I do too. And listen, I'm going to out myself as a web developer. I know everything, right? I am an expert. I know everything. My website is always in a state of, oh, my God, you don't have any shoes, do you? You're a cobbler. You don't have any shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know. And the last time we spoke, I went and looked at my website and went, I said bad words. I was like, oh, geez, oh, geez, oh, geez. I know better than this. Why am, why am I not paying? I can do this for my clients. What the heck happened? So I have downloaded a lot of what you're talking about. I've got the books, and I am tackling my own website because cobbler, no shoes. Shame on me. I so thank it. you for you know, giving me that kind of swift kick in the fanny. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I'm in the middle of a website update myself. Oh, what your websites are living, and you know this as a web designer, but for your audience, your website is a living thing. Like it doesn't changes all the time. Go ahead. We're still we not uh, streaming any longer, but we're still recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like your website changes all the time. So that that's something like it will. It's an evolving um, asset. For, for your marketing. And so something we need to be always, you know, updating regularly. It's not a, a set it and forget it completely um, kind of thing. Exactly. Erin, thank you so much for coming back. It's been really wonderful thank speaking you. with you. And I thank you for the, the tips, the advice, and the books. Those books are phenomenal. So before we say goodbye, and let me tell the audience again, if they're just tuning in, what the heck books is she talking about? Donald Miller, Marketing Made Simple, and Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand. So grab those books. They're on Amazon, and I've got them on my desk, but I'm not sharing. I'll just tell you to go get them yourself. So before <laughs> we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for some iTunes and Amazon Prime now, I just found out, where anywhere else you consume your business podcasts, just look for your partner in Success Radio and take us along on your success journey. Erin, again, thank you so much. Thank you, Denise. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.